You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. And if you have a Bible, uh, go to the left-hand side. If you use your phone, you can do that. Genesis chapter 26. I'm only going to talk for a little bit. I'm going to pray for people tonight. Incredible miracles have been happening. I just did a thing with Deepak Chopra's people a couple days ago last week. You're going, oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, they have a great, they have a big movement on the planet. And it was amazing that while we were uh, sitting there, I talked on miracles. They asked me to speak on miracles. And I had a chance to talk from the Bible about the God of the miracles, because Jesus said, without miracles, you'll never believe. Psalm 75, one says, miracles reveal that God's name is near, that God is close. How many know that on this planet, we need miracles like never before? I just don't need great lights. I just don't need good music. I need to experience the power of God. And Jesus said that eternal life is not going to heaven. John 73 says, I want everyone to experience eternal life. Eternal life is experiencing God. And when you experience God, something supernatural is going to happen in your life. Tonight, whether you like it or not, miracles are going to happen tonight. It would be easy because of the times we're in to be complacent and go, well, I saw stuff on Christian TV I didn't like. It's easy to be a critic. You know, well, nothing happened for me before, or I think something happened that it didn't work, and to become pessimistic in your approach tonight. But I encourage you to stir yourself up a little bit. The biggest killer in the world is not COVID. The biggest killer in the world is mosquitoes, and they're bred in stagnant waters. If you're not, that's good right there, huh? You're like, little science lesson right there, huh? But I want you to lean in tonight, okay? I want you to lean in tonight because something good's going to happen to you. The last couple of weeks, incredible, incredible things. Like on this show that I did the other day, I just started calling people out, just telling them where they live, their names, things like that started happening. God's gifts started working. People started saying, I'm feeling healed. I got, I got healed. All the pain left my body. All this left my body. You know, I did this Rise of the Prophets conference, and I was in Utah, and I walked up to a lady. She had stage four cancer, and Jesus told me to tell her, I'm healing you, and you're going to go back to the doctors, and you're going to get a clean bit of health, bill of health. A couple days ago, you saw that all over the internet where this woman, stage four cancer, the end was within reach, and Jesus supernaturally removed every bit of cancer from her body. Oh, this is good. I've, I got a message, but I'm going to stay right here just for a minute. I was on this thing with the Deepak Chopra people the other day, and this woman goes, I've been pregnant, and I've had a child in my belly for six, uh, six months, but we felt no movement inside, and it started to make her nervous and concerned. She's felt nothing. She didn't know if anything had happened. She says, the most amazing thing, when you started talking about receiving a miracle, all of a sudden, I felt movement for the very first time in six months. She said, I felt my child begin to jump and begin to move. She sent a picture, went and got a sonogram, and she sent the picture of a child fully alive and working in there. I'm going to say this because this is going to be a prophetic word over a lot of people in here. I was in Uganda, Africa. And there was thousands and thousands of people. And I prayed for a guy from parliament who was deaf in his ear, and Jesus opened the man's ear. Notice Rex did not open the man's ear. Jesus opened the man. You say, why does God use you that way? Because I think I take a lot of shots. I don't think I'm super gifted. I don't think I'm better than anybody else. I do believe John 14, 12. He who believes in me, the things that I do, you'll do also. I actually believe it. I actually believe it. I'd be a fool to get up here and represent him if I didn't think he was going to show up. I prayed for that guy's ear, popped open, things were going crazy. A lady tried to jump and punch me, and I did like the Matrix. It's a true story. She didn't get me. She came close. I felt it, like coming right by me. And then they brought this woman up, and she was fully pregnant on the outside. And she said, that through an interpreter, she said she had been cursed by a witch doctor, and the baby had died. And they were about to remove surgically the child from the womb. And they said, can your God do anything? This is a true story. It happened in front of thousands and thousands of people. No special effects. This wasn't Chris Angel. This wasn't levitation. This isn't the power of the secret. I'm trying to attract things. I'm trying to like draw energy out of a tree. My dominant desire. Talking about using faith in a personal God that does personal things. And he confirms his word, not my word, his word. 
So I looked at her and I smiled and go, something good's going to happen to you. And so I went to start to pray. And I said, Lord, I thank you that your resurrection power will cause even what man has cursed and what looks dead on the outside to come back to life. And she was scared. I think she came from a different religion. All of a sudden, in front of all those thousands and thousands of people, you saw this baby began to kick that belly of that woman. I'm not joking. This is not an exaggerated story. Began to kick. She became hilarious, and you start screaming and crying. People throughout all the entire, whole entire auditorium, it was like an outside venue, but they started screaming, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, the gods have come down, like all kinds of stuff like that. They started screaming. Why did you tell that story right off the bat? Because I believe a lot of you are pregnant with God ideas, with dreams dreams and promises, and you are pregnant with it, and you've not felt movement, and you've not felt progress that you anticipated, and you've written yourself off that maybe I'm not the right person. Maybe it's not going to work itself out, but God who spoke it is the God that's going to perform it because he's not just the starter of your faith. I declare to you today as a servant of the Lord, that what he spoke to you is still going to come to pass, regardless of your government, regardless of COVID, regardless of your mayor, regardless of what you went through last year, regardless of your sins you committed last night. Jesus Christ is still the author and the finisher of your faith. If you believe that, give the Lord a clap and a shout in here. That's what I'm talking about up in here, up in here. Ooh, somebody needed that right there. There's a business person inside of you. There's a business person in here, and you feel like you're in real trouble with your business. Stand up. Don't be nervous. You're in trouble with your business, losing your business. How long has it been like that? For about two months, really, really tight? A couple months, two months, around two and a half months. Am I correct? Yeah. Can I just pray for you for a minute? What's your name? Brian, just lift your hands. Lord, I thank you for a supernatural turnaround over Brian tonight. I thank you for the power to create wealth, open doors no man can shut. I pray for divine connections over Brian. And I pray that you'd open multiple streams of opportunity. Know that I've gone ahead of you. You'll see a turnaround even the days to come. Watch what I'll do at the beginning of summer, uh, at the beginning of September, the very first week of September. Watch what I'll do, says the Lord. For you'll see a butt of something, and then all of a sudden there'll be an acceleration the first and second week of October. For I've heard your prayer, and I've not forgotten you, says the Lord. Others said, go back to a regular thing. Go back to a regular thing. And it started to reduce your expectation. But the Lord says, don't let what you see talk you out of what I said. Well, don't let what you see talk you out of what I said. For I'm about to perform my goodness towards you, says the Lord. And I'm even going to open in the next two years an opportunity for you to purchase a property. You're going to purchase a home. You ain't going to rent. You're going to own a freaking home. And it's not going to be by man. It's going to be by the hand of God. If you believe that, give the Lord a clap and a shout. Real quick, I'm going to go back to some of the business thing, but somebody shins, somebody shins. You have your shins. It's a funny word. Like you have pain, like you get pain down here in your shins or your feet. Where are you? Where are you? Stand up. If you're, if that's you, somebody stand up. Lord, I pray you touch that gentleman and bring healing. I pray those around him, put your hand on his shoulder because you care. We don't pray to be pretty. We pray because we care. Lord, let healing flow into his shins and remove all the inflammation, the pain. Touch his bone, also the bone density of his body. Let healing flow, I pray, into his mortal body tonight. Thank you, Jesus. You took his pain so he could be made well, and we command all the pain to go in your powerful name. Amen. Lord, touch that woman right there. That woman right there. Can you run down here real quick like it's the price is right? I'm really friendly, I promise. I'm super friendly, and my buddy Mike's with me. Has it been really painful for a little bit, a little bit of time, a couple years? No? A week, like I said. It was just like what I said. Where's the pain? Okay. What's your name? Maria. Everyone stretch your hands toward me. She looks so nice, too. She got cool shoes on. She's all nervous. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Am I going to fall over? What's going to happen? Nothing. Lord, we thank you for touching Maria. Let your healing presence flow into her mortal body. Take all that pain away out of her shins. I pray, Lord, and I thank you for healing over her mortal body tonight. In your powerful name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Move your, move your shins. Look for healing. 
Look for healing, though. It's amazing how many people pray for one thing and they expect another. You don't get all your goals, you don't get all your dreams, but you usually get what you expect. Hey, 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 hey. How good does that feel? Does it feel better? What's the difference? It's light. Was it light tonight when you came in? Where's the shooting pain? Yeah, it was right there. Isn't that great? It's like free health care. Awesome. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. That's cool. I got to manage how I'm going to do this here. Somebody's shoulder, your right shoulder, somebody's right shoulder. And look at you, were, you were quick on the draw right there. I love it. He's like, heck yeah, this is my moment. Flip, come on. Okay, stretch your hands towards this. What's your name, sir? Johnny. Lord, let your healing presence flow through Johnny. You're going to feel a warmth go through your mortal body. It's going to be a sign that Jesus is touching you, Johnny. God's got good days for you ahead. And other people that wrote you off, they're going to see you over the next two years, and they're going to go, look at what God did for Johnny. He's going to make stuff up to you, especially over the last two and a half years where there's been a lot of just pain and oppression. Things you've dealt with in the dark, God is going to bring healing to, and you're going to find healing flow in your mortal body tonight. In Jesus' name. Begin to move your shoulder. Look for healing. You botched it. What just happened? Yeah, normally, where'd that pain go? For real? For real? Who healed you? Jesus healed you, that's right. Come on, give the Lord a clap and a shout. Lord, touch Michael's shoulder. Thank you for Pastor Michael. Thank you for your hand of goodness on him, and I thank you also for the increase of a preaching gift to flow out of him like a river. I pray a prophetic preaching gift to flow out of him like a river. I pray you would stun his children. I thank you, you're gonna, Lord, I see one of his sons is gonna become a preacher. I thank you for the prophetic preaching gift on him. And I thank you tonight for touching Michael, bringing healing all through his mortal body. And I thank you, Father. I thank you for favor over him and Lisa and their family and all they put their hand to do. In Jesus' name. Move your shoulder, look for healing. Also, someone's hip, someone's left hip. Who's had pain in your hip, like pressure in your hip? Okay, stand up. Look at all these people. Put your hand up on your hip. When I dip, you dip, we dip. <laughs> Just joking. You have pain in your hip? Really, really bad? Sciatic pain? Those that you're close to, that sucks. Those that are closer to her, put your hand on your It does suck. That's no fun. Who orders that off the menu? Yeah, I'd like some sciatic pain. Nobody orders that off the menu. Lord, I pray you touch that woman's mortal body. Let healing flow through her hips. I pray that you touch the tendons and the neurons and the nerves. And I pray you bring healing and alleviation from all that suffering. We thank you for touching her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. We thank you for making things new in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come here for a minute. Can you come out real quickly in the middle? Is that okay? This is like live, like raw. I love it like this. I still got something really good to teach too, by the way, if we get there. Come here. Yeah, of course, but we're going to pray for you first. What's your name? Okay, close your eyes. What's your hand? Put your hand on your hip where it hurts. Okay, you want to help me? Cool. You look like you could help me. Okay. I can't put my hand on her hip. I'll get busted. Jesus, we thank you. Let all that pain go. Take all that away from her. And you don't got to struggle or strive. Just receive. God's nice. He's always in a good mood. Thank you, Jesus, for being her healer right now. Okay, now move your hip. Start moving your hip. Look for healing. You're going to feel, you're going to feel loosen up. Watch this. What just happened? I don't have pain right now. You don't have pain right now? You expecting it to come back real quick or what? Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were planning on that or like, you're like, you're like, hey, I don't got pain for 10 seconds, but hey, you know, it's coming back. Lord, thank you every step she takes. Lord, I pray this pain would never come back into her body ever again. Move, okay, bend down, move your hips. Come on, gotta work it. There you go. Do you feel good? Oh, wow. 
You feel good? Thank God for coming tonight. Uh, come on, that's really cool. I'm glad that you came. Yeah, what do you want me to pray for? My little brother has stage four brain cancer. Little brother's got stage four brain cancer. Anybody got faith and juice in here for that? Hey, let me ask you. We got about 1,500, 2,000 people over with everybody here tonight. Do we have enough faith that we can come in agreement with Jesus and let's go after it together? Okay, come with me on the stage. Come on. Come on. There is no cancer in heaven. As it is in heaven, as Pastor John always teaches us. Come on. Pastor Becky teaches us, let it be on earth. What's his name? What's his little boy's name? You saw your brother's name? Um, Xavier. Xavier. Okay, how many know the name of Jesus is above that cancer? And I believe Jesus didn't have to be right in front of someone with their hands laid on them to heal them. He said you could send the word just like him. I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen many, many times in my life where we prayed and declared something and the angels, we're gonna give the angels an assignment to go do something tonight. And that God's gonna go and he's gonna fulfill his word over Xavier's life. You ready? Jesus said, I gave you authority. Whatever you say yes to is permitted. Whatever you say no to, come on, is forbidden. I want you to take authority. Say, no cancer, you ain't having his life. Uh-uh. Father, we thank you for Xavier. We thank you that you made him to love him. We thank you tonight for your healing presence touching his mortal body. We take authority over that cancer and command it to be removed. We believe the words of our master, the name above every name, the name Jesus, that said if we would speak to that mountain, it shall be removed. We command that cancer to go. I command it to wither away and die. Every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. I command that cancer to be uprooted in Jesus' name. I forbid death. I forbid death. I forbid premature death over his life. I cancel your plans, Satan. We cancel your plans in Jesus' name, and we send the word of the Lord. By Jesus' stripes, Xavier is healed. Rise up and be made whole, young man, and live out your destiny in Jesus' name. If you believe that God did that, come on. If you believe God answered your prayer, give the Lord a clap and a shout. Good how good your hip feels. It feels great. Aren't you glad you came to a church that still believes Jesus is the same? He's not the God I was, not the God I will be. He is the great I am. I like you with the cross. You're in the black shirt. You're on the end. Yeah, you, you're looking. Yeah, you, you. You're about to step into something really, really great. Your gift's going to make incredible room for you. What's your first name? Shelly. You're about to enter a brand new stage of influence in your life. And with that's gonna come great opportunity for you to even increase financially. God's gonna open doors you didn't plan on being open. But you're about to be sought. See, there's always Boazes that are capable in the scripture, are capable of watching you, capable of blessing you. And I believe God should have shined spotlight on you and some of the skills and things that you have. And he's gonna let your life look so great to other people. They're gonna wanna invest in you. They're not gonna wanna just touch your influence. They're gonna wanna partner with your influence. And it's gonna bring great reward. Look in the month of October and even towards the beginning of November. There's somebody that's gonna come around your path and they're gonna open up a whole nother door because God sent them to do it for you. You've heard your prayer, and there's about to be a whole flood of increase on your life. And God's going to use this as a sign for your family and for your friends. Look at what I pulled her out of, and look at what I'm bringing her into. Your misery is not going to stay. No, 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 no. You're a miracle in motion that God has authored and sponsored. You got some great days ahead of you. God bless you. All right. That's really powerful. That is a really, really cool thing right there. I, I like that. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, everyone's standing. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Just pray for a minute. Just pray 15 seconds. I got a word, but I, wanna, I just want to stay sensitive here just for a minute. Rabakushi. Who has problems in your lungs? You have problems in your lungs, whether it's asthma or breathing. You've had problems in your lungs. Just raise your hands. Okay. Stand up. Stand up real quickly. Come on. 
Lord, I pray you just touch this incredible woman. Let healing flow into her lungs. I command her lungs to open. I command the lobes. Open, 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 open. All eight lobes. I command all eight lobes of your lungs to open in the authority of the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you would open her ability to breathe. Also, allergic reactions to things, they would dissolve because they've tormented you since a little girl. I see it. They started around the age of four years old. Am I, am I telling the truth? We've never talked about this. Around the age of four years old, I see, I see, I see, I, I hate that flipping devil. I, I cancel that plan to make you afraid, to make you always concerned, so sick conscious of things not working out, that this will always be a part of your life and you won't have the strength for longevity. The devil is a liar and no weapon formed against you. This weapon will not prosper. I break its power tonight. As a servant of the Lord, I break its power tonight and I release his healing power to flow through your mortal body. You're gonna sleep better. You're gonna be able to eat things you've not eaten. Things are changing even biochemically in your mortal body tonight. I see on a cellular level, the Spirit of God is gonna regenerate cells that have been dead to things that are about to become alive to things. The Lord is giving you back life. You felt contained for a long time. Especially these last four years have been really tough, like contained at times in your health. God is breaking you free from all that. Are we talking real talk? I, I, don't, I don't know that from talking to you, correct? I know that just by the Spirit of the Lord. You're going to feel completely different in your body. Like almost you got like the Wonder Woman aspect back to you. For real. It's like you're going to feel like a kid again. You're going to feel that innocence and that livelihood in your mortal body because Jesus' life is manifesting in your flesh. Do you feel that going through you too? Isn't that dope? That's what the kids say anyways. They're trying to keep up. You know what I mean? They got all these TikTok gadgets. They got all these things. Yep. Come on. That's powerful. That's a true word from the Lord. He's going to do that for you. He's doing that for you. Because there's no way we would have known anything about that. And I was ready to go speak my really cool, awesome message. And then that happened. So that's really, really cool. Somebody in the cheap seats. Yes. I love it. What's your name? I'm sorry. Alessia, are you serious? Alessia, that's a beautiful name. Okay, how can I help you? I'm, well, I, here's what I, I probably should have done. Like, I felt on my mind, and I didn't have the uh, people, I, I guess you'd have to take me at face value, but I had like a name whispered in my ear, something Alea or Alea earlier today when I was driving and I was praying in tongues. True story of my wife, and I didn't know how to write it down. Sometimes they'll give me names of people that'll be in the audience. And some of you that have seen that, you know what, I've been in a room and I've called somebody out by their middle name, their name, whatever. And like, I felt like that's the weirdest thing. Uh, how can I pray for you? With your lungs, come on down. Come on down real quick. We're gonna pray for you. All these people of faith, come on, something good's bound to happen. How are you? Come on, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Come on, you good people. I love this. How you doing, man? How's it going? Good, I like you. You got, you got something good's gonna happen to you. I like you. What's your name? Leah. Olesia, like I said, Olesia. Bueno, pelona, paquito español. You know, that means bald white boy knows a little Spanish. Come on. A Russian, like I said. <laughs> Easy for you. You're sitting down. Come on. I, you get to sit on your booty. Come on. I, I'm putting myself on the line. No, I'm joking. Isn't it cool that be able, we can love people? Touch people, invest in people, care about people, get outside of ourselves. When your desire to leave your comfort and desire to help other people outweighs your desire to be comfortable, you'll begin to see more miracles in your life than you ever wanted to see in your life. When your desire is so strong that I want to see other people live up in a down world and you're willing to get out of your comfort zone, that's where it happens. It usually doesn't happen just praying at a distance. It happens when you decide to get a little bit messy because miracles are messy. It's messy. You got to get involved with somebody. How many believe God just touched her body real quick? Lord, we thank you for touching her mortal body. Command her lungs to open. In Jesus' name, you're gonna feel a warmth go through, especially your left lung. I see damage to that left lung. Lord, I pray a creative healing miracle over that left lung and the lobe of it. I pray you touch. Open, 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 open. One more time, open. I pray go through that, and I thank you for her breathing. I thank you for touching her mortal body. In Jesus' name. What just happened? What did you, what did you feel? What did you feel? Lightness. Lightness. Take a deep breath. What's it? Huh? 
I'm sorry? You think it's the right lung? Okay. I saw something though in the left lung. So go ahead and just take a deep breath. Does it feel better? It does feel better. What's the difference? Lightness. The lightness. Is it normally heavy? It comes in bowls, but it opens up sometimes, and sometimes it's very constricted. Okay. Well, we thank you, Lord, for healing her and making her whole. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a clap. Something good's going to happen. Come on. There is a Genesis 26. I was going to go there in a minute. There was a guy named Isaac, and it was in a time of famine. How many know famine is a time of trouble, scarcity, lack? Doesn't it feel like a little bit that sounds like the times that we're kind of living in right now? There's trouble at every turn. And God comes to him, and he grown up being a miracle child. Come on, when your mama's the one that gave birth at 100 years old, that's dope. That's great headlines. That would even, come on, that'd make it on all the different headlines. He was a miracle, but he lived off his dad's faith and his mama's faith. But now he's caught in a situation where secondhand faith ain't going to work for the times he's in because his mommy and daddy have already gone on to heaven. A secondhand revelation of God's not going to work for you at this time of your life. The scripture says the people that know their God, they will be strong, they'll stand firm, and they'll do great exploits. Come on. You're seeing over the last 18 months or 24 months, a lot of people had an idea of God, but not a lot of people that know God. They tell you more about what's happening, headlines, what's going on on CNN and Fox, but they can't quote to you one word of scripture. They can tell you knowledge on vaccinations. They can tell you knowledge of racial diversity, but they can't tell you how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. That love conquers everything. That love believes the best. They don't give you the information or the revelation of the word they give you the information of the times they're in Isaac finds himself in a curious spot he's inherited a lot of money but he's living off the land that his dad had you know built and constructed he's a farmer he's married he's a good husband he's kind of quiet he often gives away into compromise let's not rattle the boat let's not rattle the cage let's just kind of stick within the conformity let's be cautious or how many of you grew up in a family where the motto was be careful Come on, be careful. Come on, my mom, I always joke with her now. I said, that's the biggest curse word in our house. When she says, be careful, I'm saying, mom, what you're really saying is, don't go all the way in because something bad might happen. So we always dabbled with things, never mastered things. We didn't ever put ourselves all the way in and give ourselves to everything because we were afraid we might be disappointed. So we were careful. Scripture says, be careful for nothing. So it's kind of Isaac's background. It's his little story, his Wikipedia version. God comes to him because he's thinking about going down to Egypt. Egypt, according to the scriptures, is a godless society, a system that's actually built on socialism that's dependent upon the government taking care of you. He's thinking about going down there because it looks better right now because there's a famine where he currently is. God comes to him and he says these very words. Don't go down to Egypt. Don't live by their economy. So I go and start looking up the word economy. The word economy is rules of the house. Oh, you're going to like this tonight. Don't live by the rules of the house of the system of the world. But I want you to do this. I will bless you with favor. I will be with you to promises. But I want you to stay here in a place called Gerar. I'm just paraphrasing. Genesis 26. The word Gerar means to be crushed, defeated, to be pummeled. It's interesting that it was a place described by Israel's enemies called the Philistines, that it would be a place that we destroy everybody that's not one of us. God did not remove him from trouble. He just gave him two different promises in it. He said, number one, I will be with you. There's something powerful when you go from an opinion that God is with you to a revelation that God is with you, that things shift in your life. I've met very few people out of the millions of people I've served and spoken to in all kinds of walks of business and life that actually carry a revelation that when they walk, God walks. When I walk, Jesus walks. That God walks with me. If that really became and we became more aware and that activated our faith, I believe many of us would go from believing to expecting things. 
I think life would dramatically change. In fact, you would do yourself well and your family just to walk throughout the day going, God's with me. God's walking with me. Even when you're with your funky boss, you're with challenging situations, whether you're battling an illness, whether you're battling life, God is with me, whether there's depression there, whether there's an eating disorder and you're trying to conquer it. Come on, somebody. God is with me. The more conscious you are of God and the fact that he's with you, the less conscious you'll be of what's wrong and what's missing and what you focus on, you will feel. Come on, this is good. If you wanted to feel depressed right now, could you? It would be easy. All you got to focus on everything that's a mess in your life or just go focus on what CNN said. If you wanted to be grateful right now, could you? Yes, you got a million blessings. There are a million people died in the last six days. You're still here. If you got 15 American dollars, you're the richest in the top 12% richest people on the planet Earth right now. If you wanted to, you could be grateful. My friend Nick Vuvichik has no arms and no legs, yet he swims, skis, does all kinds of stuff. You see him on Oprah Winfrey. You got arms and legs, and I guarantee you he's happy than more 99% of the people that are in this room. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Whatever you focus on, you feel. The more focused you are that I, God is with me, God is with me. Well, who, who, who is he that is with me? He's Jehovah Rapha, healer. He's a healer. Jehovah Sikhanu, he's your righteousness. He's Jehovah Jireh. He is still a provider. You need to actually buy into that. He is still your provider. He is still, someone say, he is still my provider. Your job is not your source. Jehovah Jireh is your source. Your job is just a means. There'll never be a day that you don't got provision because you're walking with Jehovah Jireh. Even when your bank account don't look like it, he's still with you. Jehovah Nisi, he's your victory. He's leading you in triumph. He's Jehovah Shammah. He's a present one. In the middle of the night when you're tormented in your mind, he's still there. He's the great I am. He's El Shaddai. He's more than enough. He's the resurrection, the life, the first, the last, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He's the resurrection. He's walking with you. Come on, powerful. Slap your neighbor, say, pay attention, that white boy's on. I love what the Lord said to Isaac. I don't want you to run from the situation and go look for a place of safety. When challenges happen, we often go look for a, a hiding place, a refuge when it's all going to go. The world's not going back to the way it was. It is placing a demand that you got to rise up and challenge yourself and raise the standard at which you're going to live. What you demand of yourself. It says in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself and live according to the system he was currently in. See, famine might be around you, but it doesn't got to live in you. Abuse may be around you. Racism might be around you. COVID might be around you, but it doesn't got to live in you. Your heart is a treasure chest, Jesus said. And what you allow in your heart determines you're going to become your reality. Well, we're just waiting on the Lord or whatever the Lord wills, whatever the Lord will. He said, whatever you invest in your heart, come on, you determine your fruit. You just say either make the tree good and it's fruit good or else make the tree bad and it's fruit bad. A tree is known by its fruit. But I decide what seeds I plant in there. Come on. If I'm constantly feeding, I can't do this. I don't have this. I'm not this. I can't. I didn't. I don't. I'm not. I can't. I didn't. I don't. I'm not. Those are excuses that lead to pity. If you're not careful, pity will become your idol. And what it does is it worships your problem rather than the Lord because it makes your whole life and focus about what other people or what other things do happen in your life that you can't do nothing about, that you're the victim, forever the victim. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. You need a good hell no in a heaven, yes. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror, not more than a victim. 
He didn't say you're a victim. He said overcome evil with good. That greater is he that's in you than he that's in the But someone's got to get aware that I'm walking with him. I'm going to challenge you. Your faith grows when you acknowledge I'm walking with him. I'm walking with him. If I'm at a gas station, I'm walking with him. 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 I'm walking. When you start to become conscious of that you're walking with him, watch. All of a sudden, a confidence rises inside you. You're not thinking about condemnation. You're not thinking about being careful. All of a sudden, courage arises. Creativity arises. Compassion arises. But then he says this. He says, he says I'm going to be with you in my favor. Most of you don't view yourself as favored. Have you forgot what manner of people you are? You're a recipient of the favor and grace of God. If you're not careful, you'll look for other things to give you favor rather than from the Lord. The Bible says his favor surrounds you like a shield. Imagine if you just got comfortable. The word favor means God's indulgent, endorsement, his approval. I approve of you. Not everything you do. See, Jesus doesn't condone sin, but he doesn't reject you. He can approve of you, not everything you do. But when you know you got his approval, you want to please. And that's when I was here last time. I focused on if you focus on your love for God, you're going to be having a miserable relationship with him. Because your love for God goes up and down. But when you focus on God's love for you, it stabilizes you. And because you know his love's perfect, even when your performance isn't. Jesus did something powerful in the middle of a famine. He stood up and said, this is the favorable time of the Lord. Jesus himself said, I decree favor over myself and favor over everywhere I go. Luke 4, 18, 19. He spoke that everywhere he went. He preached, now is a time of favor. Naturally, it did not make sense. Naturally, it wouldn't make sense. Well, we're going to wait and see what happens with all this crazy stuff in Afghanistan. Then we're going to wait and see what happens with all the COVID. We're going to wait and see what happens with all this. Why are we waiting to see? God saw, hey, 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 Isaac, he says, I want you to be here. If you dwell here and position yourself, I'll bless you. In Genesis 2, 4 through 6, he said, every seed of the earth was already in the ground. But there was no man to work the ground. Therefore, there was only a mist of blessing, not a downpour. In other words, man was out of position so that all the earth got was a mist of what the potential of was in the ground. Many people only get a mist because they are not in proper position. This is good. Watch. He said, I want you to dwell here and live. And the word live means to occupy, like Jesus said. Hey, until we go back to heaven, occupy will I come. Don't just sit there and be a watcher, an observer. Be casual. Come on. I'm looking for some commitment to occupy, to work your land. He who works his land will have an abundance. He who chases fantasies lacks judgment. If you've got a slack hand, you become pope. The hand of the diligent becomes rich. Come on, watch how powerful this is. The soul of a lazy man has great dreams, but he gets nothing. Come on. The soul of the diligent gets fulfilled richly. Watch how powerful. It said, Isaac said to his people, can you imagine his friend's family? Isaac, I really think it's probably better. Let's go to a more safe place. Let's not just, let's not be a little controversial. Let's not just dwell here. Don't you know nothing grows in a famine? We're in the middle of a desert. But he had a word from God. See, sometimes all you need is one word from God. And one word from God is enough. Sometimes all you need is one word from God. If you got a word from God, it don't matter what devil comes at you, what cancer tries to come at you, what poverty comes at you, who rises against you. If you will hold fast to that word, that word will be a shield to you, a lamp to you, a light to you, a health to you. That word will lift you. Watch how powerful. And it says, Isaac... In the middle of a famine while everybody else goes and hides. And this is what I came to tell you. I love it because God did not come to comfort him and go, Ay, mijo, we're going through a famine. The good news is you got Netflix. You got Amazon Prime. Come on. You can watch The Bachelorette or Bachelor whatever season 88 that we're on. Come on. On Monday nights, Monday night football's coming up. No, 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 no. He says, I want you to be here. I will bless you if you occupy and work your land here. Watch, come on. You're not looking for an escape. You're not looking for a welfare spirit. You're looking for a warfare spirit. I'm not looking for a hand-me-outs. Most of your help you'll find is at the end of your own hand. God won't bless what you won't do. That's good right there. Come on. I didn't get too many amens because they're like, I don't want to have to do anything. Faith without your works is an idea. 
faith is a substance of things I hope, things that you hope for, but they're evidence. Your worth has some evidence, some proof. Watch how powerful. It says, in that land, Isaac made a decision, I'm going to sow seed. God did not come to comfort him and say, it's too bad. We're going through a lot on the planet right now. Isaac, come away or just stay there until it gets better. He came to comfort, not comfort him. He came to challenge him. Jesus came to a withered man's hand. He didn't come to comfort him. He didn't cast the devil out. He didn't lay hands on him, didn't anoint him with oil, didn't serve him communion. He told him to stretch a man with a withered hand. There's a word for you tonight. God's looking for people to stretch in this season. This is a season where God is trying to get you to sow in ways you've never had because you determine your harvest, not God. Whatever a man sows, God will not be mocked. That will he reap. Whatever a man sows, 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 that is what he's going to reap, 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 reap. Come on, somebody. Whatever a person sows, 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 that is what he's going to reap, 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 reap. Come on. Whatever a man sows. I like that he moved out of an oppressed state from the world around him, and he got into an aggressive state. Some of you got to challenge yourself. Rattle the cage of conformity a little bit. Stop inventorying your needs. Inventory the seeds I'm sowing. Come on, get aggressive with it. This is my life and yours. Come on, that means I got to be present. I can't live on my past. Come on. Can't live where I was. I got to become present. I got to make a covenant with the present. What matters most is not what you did last night or what you did yesterday or what you did how many years ago. What matters most is what you do right now. Some people are so locked in their them that they're missing their now. They think their seeds of 10 years ago are going to make their future harvest. Well, I've messed up too many times. I couldn't be favored. I couldn't do this. I was in a meeting and I, I was praying for a guy and a guy had run. He lived, He actually uh, was beat very badly by his parents and they put him in a closet. They let him out every day to go to school and they put him back in when he got in. He ran seven miles because they said there's a guy there that has hope when he speaks. And someone told him that I'd be there and there'd be hope. He ran seven miles to get there in rags. My wife led him through a prayer to forgive the people that had hurt him. Because if you don't forgive, come on, you're going to stay in prison. Let me just say this. There was a guy that owned 10% of Apple, and he fell out and got offended at Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs, he goes, I want my money, my 10%. And he goes, you don't want $800. This is going to be worth something one day. He goes, I don't care. I don't like the way you do things. I'm bothered at you. I don't like what you've done. He got so stuck in his past where he nursed it, cursed it, rehearsed it. He says, give me my 10%. He sold it for 800 bucks. Today, it would be worth $247 billion. But today, he lives in Las Vegas off of stamps and government assistance all because he got so bitter that it blinded his eyes and he got stuck in his then that he missed his now I prayed for this we prayed for this guy led this guy through and I turned around and I slapped this guy because sometimes I just move whatever I slapped hard I hit him and I hit him right in the shoulder and I go man you're a powerful guy and I didn't even look who it was I turned around and it was a woman dreadlocks all the way down true story a little bit embarrassing to be honest with you I go man you're a powerful guy I've never told the story publicly and he turned around and it was a man dressed as a woman completely turned around it was a man dressed as a woman and he goes why'd you say that and he pulled away I go, because you're a powerful man and you're letting things from your past rob you from what you can sow in your future he says, why do you talk to me that way? Nobody talks to me like the man I'm supposed to be. They talk to me the way that I look on the outside, not who I am on the inside. He starts crying. He goes, what do I need to do? I said, there's only one way out of all this. Come on. I said, yeah, I know you're, just, you're looking for help. You're a good person. You're just looking for help. Like we all are. Come on. We all need a savior. <laughs> There ain't no self-righteousness. There ain't no judgment here. Come on. Because if you judge people, you can't influence them. That's why a lot of us don't have influence with people we want because we judge them and we prerequisite. We put them up in different sizes and therefore we've already put labels on them and therefore we've already defined them and God can't even work through us because we use it to manipulate rather than to prophesy. We prognosticate. I see something in you I don't like and this is what God says. It's actually witchcraft. 
handle that? I know that's a little bit different. That guy came back to church that next Sunday. True story. He had all of his hair cut, everything. He goes, I buried my past. I signed the death certificate. He said, I made a covenant with the president. If God can really make things new, I'm going to take him up on what he said. Some of you ought to sign the death certificate. That was then, now is now. Come on. You ought to shut the door and bury that. But then all of a sudden, he embraced his power. And same thing, you're these guys, can you do that same thing with Isaac? He said he sowed seed. Some of you on the business idea, what's a new way to sell the problem you solve? Some of these challenging famine times in business are the best times in the world in business. Why? Because you become more flipping creative when there's challenges. Come on, you are built for problems. You're anointed to solve problems. Why are we running around things that we're called to conquer and solve? Some of you business, is there a different way to solve this? Is there a trend that I could capitalize on and really, really maximize here? How can I stabilize my business? How can I innovate in my business? How can I market this more effectively? How can I reach greater people at a higher level to make and leave a God impression, not just a good impression? This is a great time to ask yourself, how can I sow? If I sow a little here, I'm going to get a little reap. If I sow a lot here, I'm going to get a lot read. What about your relationships? Well, I'm waiting to see if they love me. The sure way to kill your relationships is measure it by how other people are treating you. Love is measured by how you show up and how you give to people. Revisit what brought you guys together. Reassociate your feelings of connection with your lovers, your kids, your friends. Not lovers, lover. Come on, somebody. Sorry your pastors. Tell people what they mean to you and reinforce who they are in your eyes. People will rise to the level of your confession. What about, come on, what about your physical health? Well, I'm just hoping, come on, healing's good, health's better. You got 86 million Americans in chronic pain. Don't tell me we don't need a healing ministry and a healing Jesus. You got 270 million prescriptions for depression medication. Don't tell me we don't need a deliverance ministry on this planet. But we need to take care of this temple. It's the only body. If you got all your dreams come true and God blesses you and you got so much money, a thriving business, a great spouse, and you don't got the health to enjoy it, life's painful. Your body's a temple. In fact, if you, I mean, you can do little things, just little things just to do consistently. You can even, you know, this is like a little side men's um, health tip. But if you put yourself in a woman, a Wonder Woman pose or a Superman pose for two minutes, you will increase your testosterone 20% and drop your cortisol, which is your stress hormone that causes you to store fat. You'll drop that by over 26% just by doing that. If you smile with 82 muscles inside of your face, you'll release dopamine, the same experience that you get from cocaine. You'll feel better and you'll act actually burn fat all from smiling you can have that for free no wonder the bible says rejoice all the time come on what about spiritually job 22 one of my favorite part he says acquaint yourself with god and be at peace come on Acquaint yourself with God and be at peace if i sow a little bit into god i'm going to get a little bit i want to i want a rich i want something meaningful Come on, you can do communion every night. Tell your kids do communion with you. The body Bible says many are sick because they don't pay attention to what the body of Jesus did for them. Man, get your kids into that. Bleed your kids into an experience. Declare the word over your family. Declare the word over you. Something happens when you say, I'm going to sow in a family. It says, Isaac reaped a hundredfold because he did not play by the house rules of the system of the world around him. He played by the kingdom of God. Jesus said, you want to know the house rules? The kingdom of God is shown like a mustard seed. That when you sow a seed, come on, you want access, sow the seed of honor. Anywhere you honor, you're going to get access. When you sow kindness, you sow friendship, you're going to get friendship back. Whatever you sow is what you reap. If Jesus came through the screen and I got to get off the stage and he was to lay his hands on you tonight, Jesus himself, and he says, whatever you sow from this moment, it will cause a reaping in your life. Would that change how you're consciously choosing to sow your seed of your time, your talent, your energy? Or would life just be as usual? Oh my goodness, I'm so busy. I got stuff going on, whatever. You're doing the Frank Sinatra, I did it my own way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Imagine if this is the greatest time 
I love famines because we've gotten more aggressive in our giving and our generosity. And if generosity is not part of your strategy, you'll fail. A nobleman, a noble man, Isaiah says, the prophet, that they plan and devise generous things. Don't walk into a place always asking how much it costs. Ask how much you can change and how much you can cause. Ask how much, come on, poor people think that. They got a lottery mentality. Don't live with a lottery mentality. Live with an abundance mentality. You're walking with Jehovah Elyon, El Shaddai, the God above every God. Come on, let's not live with a poverty mentality. The Bible says, whatever a man sows, that is he'll also reap. I feel like many people in here, you're about to reap. Some of you have sown some seeds. Some of you have prayed some big prayers. Come on. Some of you have given. Some of you have loved. Somebody's about to reap, 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 reap. Lift your hands for a minute. Come on. Lift your hands for a minute. Lord, we thank you for every person's life in this place. We thank you for your hand of goodness toward them. We thank you you didn't bring them this far to leave them there. You didn't teach us to swim to let us drown. You didn't teach us to ride a bike to knock us off. I thank you for all the good things and the miracles that are in motion over our life. You made everybody in this room just so you could love them. And I pray tonight that your love would fill every heart. I pray the truth of your word that I've shared, that even in challenging seasons... What around us does not define our destiny, but what happens within us. I thank you for confronting our situation with revelation, not sympathy. And I thank you, Father, tonight. Father, for new seeds that we can plant. For you said if you'll plant it, you'll multiply that seed and increase the fruit of our righteousness, and we will be enriched in everything. And Father, I pray you would enrich people financially. I pray you'd enrich people with love, with joy, with the fruit of the Spirit. I pray you'd enrich people. I pray with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, with healing and health and miracles and provision. I ask you to open doors that no man can shut. I pray you would shut doors no man can open. I pray the devourer over people's finances would be rebuked this very night. I pray you'd open job opportunities, streams of income. I thank you that in this fall season, there's about to be a boom of small businesses. There's about to be a boom of small businesses. And I thank you that miracles are in our house, that in this year, we shall reap because we won't faint. If you believe that, give the Lord a clap and a shout. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.